Hey guys, it's Salman Qureshi. You're listening to the Expat Brad Podcast. What's going on? Shout out to all the people who are doing some great stuff out there. That's such a vague shout out. I didn't think this one through. I sat there and went, I'd like to say something positive. And then I just became like a motivational speaker where, where, you know, you just you say something so vague that it sounds nice and you want to do it. But when you pause, you're just like, what what does that even mean? Or like, you know, you could go up and say stuff like, you know, when I when I was a kid, um, I had a tough life and uh, I didn't know what I was going to be, who I was going to be. And then this incident, you got to like think of an incident, right? Just make up one and, and, and you use that and you go and then, you know, that's the day I realized what I had to do and then go on this path where I worked really hard, the whole Rocky spiel and then boom, you're rich and successful, at least in front of the people you pretend to do that. Yeah. Um, the, <clears throat> I don't know how to do that, man. I think when people are young, I don't know how these who these kids are, who who's. Who's realizing stuff when they're 10, 15 years old, right? I, I still don't know what I want to be. Uh, and, and I have to hear stories about someone having this moment in their life. And it's so clear. I don't know if it's just my memory. I think <clears throat> I think um, she, my voice is going because I've had like work nonstop, like just speaking uh, for well, like almost 10 days now, man, nonstop, yeah? And I and I'm still doing this uh, today. I just thought, all right, let's give my voice one last push. And so, if my voice completely trails off while I'm talking, it's it's because of this. It's not because I've died. Hopefully, it's not because of that. Uh, in which case, you wouldn't be listening to the episode. It's just my voice has died at some point. So I don't know how long this episode's gonna last. You, you'll, <clears throat> I should probably edit this off of me clearing my throat. You remember back in the day. Well, I'm talking about back in the day. I'm talking about two two years ago when uh, even just clearing your throat in front of people started sounding scary. And you didn't want people to think you had COVID. And I have a chronic cough and I kept always having to apologize. Go, oh, no, <coughs> it's not it's not COVID. <coughs> I swear to God, it's not COVID. <coughs> I just have a regular cough and <laughs> so on and so forth. Oh, wow. My brain's working overtime. Where was I? I was... um. I was talking about motivational. Yeah, young people, right? Uh, or even uh, like just my general memory is probably worse than other people's. I get it. But I still like sometimes people remember this incident so well and they like mark out every little detail. I think some of it is just made up, right? Isn't that what your brain does? It just makes up stuff when it doesn't know. It just like fills in the colors from its own side. Like you, someone you were... You were wearing this navy suit that, you know, was like well cut and your hair looked perfect and you, you had freshly shaved so your skin was like glistening and um, <clears throat> and then someone shows you this photo from that day and you're just like, you look like you've worn your dad's suit and it's <laughs> it's just a terrible photo and you're like, that that's not the same day. That couldn't be the same day. So your memory's destroyed. Anyway, people remember stuff and then they go, that thing changed my mind. I don't think one incident really does it, right? Like how many times, how many times have I sat there and gone, you know, after overeating, <laughs> just gone there, sat there and gone, 
never again. All right, this will never happen again. I don't care how good the food is. I don't care how hungry I am. Next time, I am going to stop and I'm not going to overeat so I don't put on weight and start losing the weight I've been talking about for a gazillion years now, right? You think that and then the next day, literally the next day. All right, I've had dinners like that and I've had big breakfast followed up by just going, no, 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 never again. And so I don't know, like when people go, and after that incident, I was never the same. Uh, I I seriously, I don't believe it. Like, I just think it's a bunch of times you keep going and then uh, you have no choice left or you have some kind of like heavier uh, like support done. Like your parents basically beat the hell out of you and and then for like a few months and so they beat the thing out <laughs> they beat the thing out of you right that's uh that's how i imagine it to be uh but i hope other than that you guys are having a great time a great week well it's the weekend technically not technically it is the weekend it is the weekend and i hope you had a great weekend plan i thought it was getting cooler out here in dubai and now suddenly it's like spiked up a little bit it's better than before and we're in October. You know what October means? It means Halloween. It means uh, you're going to get a lot of companies who are tone deaf about breast cancer. So they'll use the color pink in everything and do giveaways and uh, make it this like fun month instead of like raising awareness about the actual reason. Uh, yeah. And, and I keep saying, oh, my God, you know, there's such a bad habit I, I you probably caught it I keep saying breast awareness instead of breast cancer awareness it's <laughs> I'm not trying to get people to be aware of breasts like hey 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 stop can you see those two things those are breasts that would be that would be an interesting month though you know <laughs> a few of the countries would ban that out right of course and um and I think they'd be right to do it this time Breast cancer awareness. That's not a laughing matter. Breast awareness would be a laughing matter. So, yeah, you've got that. You've got Halloween, so it's like pink and then orange. It's all these colors happening in my head. And the football World Cup, guys. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm not a huge uh, football fan, like I've said a few times. But the World Cup really gets me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm one of those people that true football fans hate. You know, they go... Oh my God, he doesn't know anything about these players or the game. And he's going to sit there and comment and suggest stuff and make judgments. And, and they hate it. And so I do it more. <laughs> like, you know, I, just <laughs> I love instigating them a little bit. So I'm just going to throw stuff out there. Like, you know, I think if they had um, not done that uh, uh, half side, and they're like, what do you mean half side? You know, when the guy goes ahead. Uh, with the before the ball does, and they're like, you mean offside? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Isn't it all the same? Just, just throw that kind of stuff out there. Really get them angry and and pissy. Okay, um, that's if you're not if you're one of my kind. <laughs> but it's happening in Qatar, and people are getting angry about it again. The people online and some brands. I think it was Denmark's apparel supplier who's toned down the colors and claimed. You know, we're doing it because we, we stand against the atrocities that happen in Qatar, the human rights stuff. And uh, in some ways, it, it's admirable. 
But in some ways, I'm also like, isn't, aren't like around where you guys live, you guys slaughter whales like in huge numbers? Like, I I don't know. <laughs> Although in fairness, they're talking about human rights uh, in Qatar. So I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's so judgmental. What do you do? If you look at America's record, that means you shouldn't be like doing anything with the U.S. Seriously. Like if you looked at it as a person, as a really old person throughout its history, you, you'd have to be like, okay, all right, man, <laughs> you're a troubled figure, okay? Uh, the UK too, same shit, right? The queen's dead, but the stolen jewelry hasn't been returned. Just saying, just putting it out there, okay? Um, and yeah, so, you know, I, I, I'm excited. I had plans with my friends to go down to Qatar and then they had this really strict way of getting tickets. It was all sold out and you could only bid for it, blah, blah, blah. And you can't just fly into the country if you don't have stadium tickets. So you can't like visit the country and watch it at a restaurant, a bar, just hang about the stadium or outside. They apparently haven't done it. So we, I was planning to drive through. It would have been such a kick-ass journey. But here we, we are. I'm going to have to watch it on television at home. And it's crazy that Qatar wouldn't use this to open tourism up. Uh, so on a serious note, I think that would mean a lot of people come to Dubai and kind of go back and forth or use it as a second as part of their holiday. Because if you're in the area, why wouldn't you come and see uh, why won't you come and see like your this country, right? You're right next door. It's the chance you've flown across the world. You probably do Dubai, which means great for Dubai's economy, and uh, and uh, for their hotels and whatnot. But it also means it also means it's gonna get busy in here. I might be cranky about that. You'll find out in the following episodes how cranky I get about it if it increases traffic and stuff I get really annoyed man but then I don't have an eight to five so who knows who knows right um man I gotta I gotta talk like you know personal note as well there's something I'm really happy about but you guys might not know the background for it uh you, you guys know I have a wife uh, and a kid my kid's turning four end of November and one of the things I haven't talked publicly really about is that um <clears throat> And my son was diagnosed with autism, all right? And so uh, the, the thing is, when, it, when you find out as a parent, you know, when you start seeing the signs, uh, you, you start worrying about it and you start kind of going into denial and uh, or, or you're just confused. And people give you advice either way. They're like, get some screening done. But I think it's fine. My kid spoke late and so on and so forth. They'll tell you stuff like that. And um, and, and we, uh, we kind of held on for a little bit because we were like, okay, it was the lockdown. He was on the iPad quite a bit. It slowed down his growth or something. Let's, let's just wait it out. He's not speaking enough. But then we saw a couple more signs and we went, okay, all right, let's get get, get this, uh, our kid's screen. Uh, it's not a severe thing. And I think for a lot of people, um, severe cases are, you know, you hear stories, it's, it's very difficult. And my heart goes out to those parents. But one of the things that's helping us right now, I think at least, is that uh, everyone kind of started talking to us about early intervention. And we really took it to heart. And we started working on it. So it means we do spend a lot of money on his therapy. And now he's going to nursery. 
yeah, in three months, he's going to join other kids, go to nursery and have that experience. And I'm really like super proud. I, I He had his orientation day and uh, on the day he went in and he played around and, and he sat next to a kid and he helped him with the pu- with this alphabet puzzle. You know, when you put the letters through a block and push it through. So that was really um, that was really encouraging. And I think w- while look, firstly, it can be quite painful. All right. As a parent, you're just like you're just hoping in somewhere in the back of your head that he'll snap out of this or a couple of therapy sessions will fix him up or something. And then luckily I had I I was very lucky to have open chats. Uh, I think my wife and I were very mature about uh, having seen it in in our circles with not not like a lot of people, but enough to kind of go, okay, you know, you got to recognize it for what it is. And so, and a lot of friends and family came forth and said, okay, talk to this person, talk to that. So we really got a lot of help. And uh, even though that doesn't make it easier emotionally, it really helped us make the correct choices and we push forward with stuff. I get I get hearing all these stories all the time from other people where the parents, one of the parents, particularly the dads um, at times, who are kind of like in denial about it, and they think, yeah, no, he's fine, he, she is fine. They just, um, they just, you know, they got their own shit going, and they'll go to school and they'll be fine. And I feel really bad for those kids because uh, w- w- one of the things, man, this is like a whole serious topic I'm going into, unlike my other stuff. Yeah, uh, one of the things that really is is something you can't take back. Is the uh, is the opportunity to do early intervention? Okay, uh, the quicker you get into it, the quicker you provide support to your child, the better. All right, when, when there's a certain age, and when they cross that, it becomes harder. I've heard horror stories after that. Right, some kids uh, will have lost any opportunity to become not uh, verbal from nonverbal to verbal. A lot of times because they haven't been supported, they don't know how to communicate. And so they get really violent. Um, they'll do they'll get bad habits. They might do stuff like chew the sofa or something out of frustration. And, you know, it just becomes more and more difficult for that kid. So you got to parents, you got to put your ego aside. When you see any signs, you reach out for help. OK, and whether you like it or not. <clears throat> You trust the person assessing, hey, do 10 if you can afford it, but they're expensive, all right? (laughs) So I'll tell you that much. So reach out to friends who can kind of maybe give you a free option, but they have experience in this stuff, all right? Don't, Don't try crazy stuff. Give them proper help, okay? Just go out there and really just find out the answer and then accept it. It's not easy. And, uh, you know, you kind of, as a parent, uh, for those of you who haven't been around special needs kids, um, it's a, it's a whole re and and you may not have your own, but you know, some of us might have seen it it, with our within our family or friend circle or whatever, right? Some sort of experience, but I got to tell you as a parent, right? You have to recalibrate every single thing in your head about your, expectations about your relationship not just with him but with your spouse and everybody around okay 
because uh, people won't get it. Sometimes I say no to things because I got to spend time with my child. Uh, I want to be there during this early time. And so I cut down on a lot of social things. I make last minute, I, I do a lot of last minute cancellations because, you know, my life really does revolve around him as much as I can. Now, with the therapy, he, he's got into a good routine and, um, and, and you know, it's helping. So my, my, my life's in better control as well. Before we did that, right, this is another thing. This Again, if, you're, if you know anyone, please pass this information on. We, you're not equipped. Already parenting is hard, all right? Okay, just trying to raise a kid is not easy. On top of that, these are extra challenges. So if you just break it down to like math or like logic, this is this is the whole thing. So as it is, raising a child is hard. Raising a kid who needs a f- bit more attention or or special or a different kind of attention, we're not equipped for it. No one is born knowing how to deal with it. And with with the with most kids, you'll be able to kind of understand and do it and get it. It's harder. When, when they have something, uh, I'm specifically, obviously, speaking to my experience with autism and, and uh, you know, uh, but I've seen it in the family again and each thing has its own impact. Um, what's my point, man? My point is you don't know how to deal with it and if you don't, you're going to ruin that child further, all right? So if you don't support the kid at this time, you are messing them up. All right, so that's on you. So stop being selfish. Put your ego aside. Put your fears aside. Put your grief aside. You got to go and, uh, and and act on uh, what needs to be done. All right, and most therapists will give you a nice line. And, there, you know, once you get into it, the beginning is hard again because you're like, oh, my God, I got to do this. And uh, uh, will he, she be ever be fixed or something? You learn to just take every day at a time and every win you celebrate really big, okay? That's um, that's just one of those things you do as a parent, um, and you know there are there are things in the beginning of this year, January. I was like, I don't know if he's ever gonna do any of that, but he's been calling, and, and it's amazing. He's been calling me daddy. He's been calling my wife mommy, and it just feels great, okay? Um, so you see improvements, and you measure them, and you go. Yes, this is working, and you want to give your kid the best life possible, right? Every parent wants to do that, but you can't do it if you stick around and mope and, and be in denial. Uh, I guess this is part of growing up and just part of being uh, mature, all right? Um, that's one aspect. And then obviously with your spouse, these are difficult times. You got to be there for each other because both of you, will have your down times. No matter how well things are going, no matter how quickly your child might be, uh, uh, you know, uh, like learning stuff, uh, there'll be times when you'll have fears, right? Like, uh, will the world be kind to your child? I mean, uh, some a lot of those parental fears are normal parental fears. They might be heightened a little bit, but they'll bring any parent down, right? Like even regular parents, kid parents, I guess, if I want to say that, or um, they, they'll have their downtimes in parenting. So you have to be there for your spouse and don't be afraid to reach out to your spouse as well and go, hey, I'm having a bad day. I feel sad about this. Uh, give me your shoulder to cry on. So um, it's going to be like that and you got to learn to be just open about it, okay? Um, 
this is why one of the reasons I'm, I'm you know the only reason I've never spoken about it before uh for everybody who follows my podcast or you know just follows me in general um I just feel I I was always like do I want to put his thing public like it's his life it's his thing to deal with and put it out there uh and uh, you know I just I I didn't know I just kind of grappled with it you know it, generally with kids you're like how much do you put out their stuff into the world how how much do you want to reveal what may be his private what may be something they want to keep private I don't know right uh but I also felt I I was really moved and really this is an appeal to people uh when I heard cases of parents who were just like who knew or or at least one of the spouses and they're struggling because their partner isn't doing it and uh and, and that's that's going to end badly for the child and that just propelled me to like speak up man I think if you notice this in someone else's kid I know social norms are like it's hard to talk about it and stuff and maybe they'll get offended but you'd still be doing the right thing by saying hey I think the kid needs to be screened okay this is a good time you handle it nicely you open it up and say look I you know however you want to put it but I think it's one of those moments where you got to go I got to speak up and and hope to get there in time all right time is very essential in this thing so so yeah um once you kind of go all right we're doing this and we we were very lucky this thing can be really expensive by the way okay um like autistic kids really drain your bank account all right i'm <laughs> i'm i'm signing up for a lot more gigs than i than i i would like to at my age cuz i was just like all right <laughs> i got to pay for this stuff therapy ain't cheap and uh we're very lucky we found a really good therapist and a good you know we because we started speaking out i i ran into someone at uh one of the theaters where i perform and his son uh i i could recognize it at this point so i was like he and he came out he actually just said it my kids autistic with before i i even asked uh just straight up and uh i said hey my kids autistic i just found out and so he connected me with their good therapist and uh you know that has really helped that ease a lot of like anxiety about like wh- where do i look where do what who do i find so you know that's the power of reaching out to people and going you know just uh just 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 help right <laughs> it's just screaming help you're on an island and it might feel lonely and you might think i'll never escape from this but you still got to put that big help sign out uh rescue me sos kind of thing in whatever way you can you got to do it don't sit on the island thinking all right well this is it okay so i i i really i just wanted to be open about this for that reason i think we need to uh th- this thing about early intervention really hit me hard and that's why i'm i'm just advocating it all right and uh this is one of those things no matter who you are in this role with the child you can't sit on the sideline stand in the sidelines and 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 watch this train wreck happen you got to at least suggest it and maybe they'll be angry at that point but maybe they'll listen eventually okay you'll have done your bit all right 
Cool. Guys, um, I normally try to keep it light and uh I, I you know, this isn't depressing. I I, I, I personally do have um I love my kid. Uh I, I wouldn't change him for the world and I feel very lucky he's in my life and he's fun and I learn a lot from just parenting him and it's you know, it's a true joy. I've never regretted anything about parenting, um, except for my holidays. Um <laughs> and and so, you know, uh yeah. Take it out. Tell people. Show some love. It's uh, The world can be very cruel. A little bit of you know love and tenderness and softness won't kill you. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but it's a better way to die than if it does. Okay? Uh, you guys take care. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. If there was something on this, if you need help with uh, anything I've said, please uh, reach out to me on my Insta at SalmanZQ or uh, just look up any other. I'm all all over the internet on every platform that there is, I guess. Reach out anywhere you want and and I promise I'll I'll talk to you about it, okay? So take care, goodbye, or as a dog would say, woof.